What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Nikki over Zoom video. Nikki was born and raised in Jakarta in Indonesia and talks about how she got into music. She comes from a musical household. Her mom's a singer and she started singing in the church at a very early age. She talked about getting her first guitar after seeing the behind the music of Taylor Swift. And what's really wild is a handful of years later, she ended up opening up for Taylor Swift on the Red Tour when it came through Indonesia. She talks about how that opportunity arose for her. Nikki first started releasing her music and playing covers on YouTube. Well, she really didn't start putting out her own original music on YouTube until after that show with Taylor Swift. A lot of people started to find her on YouTube through that show and found her covers, but then she started to show her original music and her channel just started to gain and gain and gain and gain subscribers. She talked about moving to Nashville from Jakarta to attend college. She went to Lipscomb University in Nashville for one year. And during that time, she ended up getting signed to her label. She moved to LA. She talked about that experience. She talked about the success of her very first single, we hear about her debut album, Zephyr. We hear about her Moonchild album, which she put out during quarantine in 2020. And she talked a lot about her new album, which is called Nicole. The second half of this album are actually songs that she had written while she was still in high school. So during the lockdown, she went back to her YouTube channel and started watching some of these videos that she had private from years before and was listening to some of the songs. She decided to re-record a few of those songs and wrote new songs while still kind of in that headspace. So we hear all about the new album, Nicole. She talks about her live at the Wiltern album and the tiny desk concert she recently did. And Nikki discusses what she has coming up as well. You can watch our interview with Nikki on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at bringing it backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at bringing back pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple music, Google podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support. If you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're bringing it backwards with Nikki. I'm Adam. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, thank you for doing this. I'm really excited to chat with you. Me too. Um, I'm super, yeah, super stoked to be here. Cool. Um, yeah, so this is about you and uh, your journey in music. Cool. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, I just listened to the Live at the Wiltern album. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I love the music. The most recent music video you put out is cool. It's like totally shows your personality, like all the behind <laughs> the scenes footage. And then like you, you totally. stab your hand with the, the pen <laughs> and you like yeah. take a, a drag from a cigarette and just like, Ugh, and yep. it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, it was very fun for sure. So it's a very cool video. Um, so first off, you were born in Indonesia. Is that correct? Correct. Yes, I was. So, Jakarta, tell me about that. It was awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, I was born and raised in Jakarta, Indonesia. I moved to the States to Nashville, actually, when I was um, 18 for college. Um, wow. Yeah, obviously that didn't work out. <laughs> oh, you just didn't stay in Nashville very long? Or no, I just decided. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do the whole college thing. I, I moved 
out here to LA um, to pursue music. And then that was kind of that. Um, but that I worked out sure. pretty well yeah, for you. <laughs> honestly, like I no complaints. Um, I was very lucky. Um, but yeah, I was there for like a year and it was great. It taught me. Yeah. There were a lot of formative experiences, I would say that, you know, I had there. Very cool. I've actually recently moved to Nashville. I'm from sick. San Diego. So we kind of like flip flopped. <laughs> yeah. We had the inverse uh, journey. Um, yeah. How do you like it there? Is it fun? I love it. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I'm from, I'm a California kid. I was born and raised in San Diego and I spent a little bit of time about five years in San Francisco. Yeah. I had I was on the radio for a long time, but then my family and I moved to Nashville about two and a half years ago and absolutely love it. Awesome. Happy for you, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's great out here. Um, so, well, okay. Before moving to Nashville, like tell me about uh, Jakarta. I mean, that must've been a quite a culture shock. I would imagine going yeah. from there to Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Jakarta, you know, I grew up there. I went to um, this like private international K to 12 school, um, mm -hmm. which is, you know, I, I wouldn't say that's like the traditional average experience that one would have growing up in Jakarta. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I like grew up with the same friends. We literally like exited the womb and then went to the school because it was like K to 12. And then we like graduated together. So it was really funny when I moved to like the States and just understanding the di like even the differences in school, just how like you go to a, like a primary school and then you go to like a different middle school and then a different high school. Right. Like that's and not everybody, depending on where you lived. I mean, not everybody yeah, went not, to the same middle school, not everybody yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. high schools filtered in from different middle schools. Yeah. And yeah. So you'd meet kids every, you know, three to five, three to five years totally, usually. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I think like that it fundamentally just sort of like growing up with the same people uh, was its own kind of experience. And that I think allowed me to sort of like solidify. Uh, I don't know, like I wasn't really like worried about, you know, the anxiety that you see on TV of like, oh my God, it's like the first day of high school or whatever, right. um, which I did feel to an extent, but like I was, I think, able to sort of like focus on, I don't know, like what I wanted to do, I guess. And that was like music. So I think I just sort of like slowly throughout the years kind of like inserted myself into music and um, yeah. I think that kind of ended up becoming sort of like who, you know, like my identity, <laughs> I guess. Sure. Yeah. Cause you don't um, have to kind of show like re, you know, prove your, not prove yourself, but like kind of, if you're going in yeah. school, you have to like, re, like now you're meeting new people. So you're like, okay, uh -huh, yeah. I'm Nikki. And then it's like, you're going to high school and now you hold another group of people. You have to kind of, Exactly. Exactly. So I think in a way, yeah, it just sort of allowed me to, um, yeah, really just like write songs and, um, folk like think about that only. Yeah. You know I mean? Do you um, come from a musical family at all or creative I do, household? I did. Yes. Well, uh, my dad, bless his heart. He cannot carry a tune to save his life. <laughs> um, but my mother, however, she sang at church. I grew up in church. Oh, okay. Started with that. Um, but yeah, I grew up in church and she was a singer and like I was the little kid, like I was always the youngest like kid for some reason at church. And I was always the little baby that like got dragged up on stage and was like, okay, now like sing a worship song with us. And so it was definitely like music was all around me. Like I had my church aunts and uncles, you know, that like mm -hmm. um were over every Saturday uh playing music with us. So 
I think they definitely sort of like lay the laid the foundation of. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've I've talked to a lot of artists that kind of start off in the church. Yeah. I mean, it's not only is, is it a lot of experience, especially live, right? You're playing in front of people multiple, sometimes yeah. multiple times a week, and you have an audience, right? Yeah. It's not like you're going to go play some club and maybe five people are there. It's yeah. like you have a whole con- congregation of people that are going to be there every single week. Totally, that's actually such a really that's that's a really good point that I like sort of like don't appreciate, I guess, or like. Um, haven't really ever thought about, but like, yeah, I think it definitely kind of set me up for at least being familiar with what it feels like to be on stage and being having people like look at you and like not know the lyrics. And it's just like, you know what I mean? So it's just, Mm -hmm. um, it definitely was sort of a fun kind of like growing experience for me um, that, yeah, I realized like not all artists have obviously. Yeah. Well, with, you know, going up on stage, you said at a very early age, sound like you're the little kid that came up and sang. Uh, yeah. Were you always singing as a child? Like, how did your parents know that you could you carry a tune or sing like or was it something you were going to do anyway? You were just doing it around the house. Yeah, I think I was just sort of like doing it around the house and just um, I don't know. I, I feel like I remember some of my earliest memories of people being like, oh, wow, she can she can carry a tune. And um I think that was just sort of the extent of it. Like, I never really thought like, oh, someday I'm going to pursue music mm-hmm. until like, I would say, you know, like when I was nine or something like that, my mom got me a guitar after I had seen the Taylor Swift uh, True Hollywood Story on the E! channel. Oh, rad. Um, of just like, you know, like her journey kind of moving to Nashville and writing songs. And at that point, I had like, you know, I was nine, I was young, but mm-hmm. I had sort of like I understood that I really enjoyed like language like those were my favorite classes at school were English and Indonesian and I just really had this like appreciation for it um and I loved music so I I watched that and I was like oh like people can do this for a living huh Mm -hmm. okay so I I asked my mom for a guitar just you know like, obviously, I didn't have some, like, mastermind plan at nine years yeah, old. You're like, like oh, I'm, I'm going to write songs. Yeah, I'm gonna Nashville. Gonna, <laughs> yeah and then I'm going to drop out and somehow, you know. Um, no, so I, I asked her for a guitar and she was like, okay. Um, and then I kind of taught, my, taught myself how to play, like, on, you know, I watched YouTube videos. And I also had, you know, people around me that played that kind of talk. okay yeah you so that was kind of your lessons were via youtube and yeah yeah i never really had the like formal training recently i did a session with a producer and he was like did you like self-teach yourself how to play guitar i'm like yeah and he's like oh okay yeah because like you're playing it kind of wrong but it like works <laughs> <laughs> that's <Right>. funny <laughs> yeah. yeah i can poorly play guitar and i didn't realize that i was you i was holding the pick with the wrong finger until like <laughs> 10 years later my, my no, friend's like are you playing with your middle finger i'm like yeah and like yeah <laughs> maybe that's why you've never got better i'm like oh <laughs> that's hilarious no but uh, sometimes it works you know sometimes it becomes somebody's like signature style so right or you'll like yeah hear other artists like um that'll if they're, if they're lefty they'll like flip the strings right, around and write right. a guitar and it sounds like wow. so different or they have to make chords a different way and it's totally you never get my drummer is a lefty and it's wild. Her setup is just like the complete opposite of a normal drum setup. And I'm just like, wow, that's wild. <laughs> um, yeah. So you got the guitar at nine. And then uh, when you start writing songs, like how old are you when 
you know, yeah. So, you know, I wrote my first song when I was nine, like literally the day after, actually, I got the guitar because I was so inspired and fired up by that documentary that I was like, Uh I'm going to try it. And then it was basically just sort of like my test drive and me discovering like how to rhyme. Essentially, Uh none of it made sense. (laughs) It was just, you know, like, oh, day, play, say, way. And that was like a verse, you know what I mean? Uh And yeah, that was like my first song. But I would say like my first real, real song was like middle school. Okay, it's interesting because when I listen to your songs, not a whole lot of them like rhyme. And I think that's cool that you're how you write your lyrics and your songs that like shows how great of a singer you are because you're singing these lyrics and these sentence structures that are like it's you you get right to the point in your lyrics. Yeah. And then instead of I mean, you obviously use metaphors and stuff, too, but sometimes it's just so direct. Yeah. But if I saw that written down, I'd be like, how the hell are you going to sing that? And you you can do it. (laughs) Thank you. That's very meaningful. Yeah, I I don't know. I think like there's something there's something to be said about like yeah, like I guess sometimes I the shape of like a vowel or whatever. And it like technically on paper shouldn't work. But I don't know. I have like my brain works in a like in its own way where it's just like I'll see kind of like a very loose parallel sort of like zoomed out between words. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, this can work somehow. And then it just it does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of like how I do it sometimes. So you started off when you when you started writing songs, like at what point were you or were you always like showing your friends or did you do YouTube videos early on? Yeah. So again, with the like whole, you know, K to 12 school thing, it's a very tight knit community. Like everybody kind of knows everybody. And so you would think, I guess me leading with that point, you would think the answer is yes, I showed everybody, but actually I showed zero people because I think like. I don't know. There was definitely an emphasis on like, you know, academics and like school. And I guess like I just didn't really think saw like a point. Like, I think very early on, I was like, I don't know if this is something that people would get or like appreciate other than just being this like, you know, little like hobby that she has or whatever. So I think I just resorted to like having my YouTube channel. And that was where I felt like I was free of like expectations or like judgment or whatever. And I was just sort of like free to, yeah, be as creative as I wanted to be. And so that was kind of like my primary outlet. Which is interesting because people could just go find the YouTube. I mean, yeah, exactly. or, like, and it it's so, so many millions of people. Can exactly. It's it. like this weird like dynamic <laughs> where it's like, I know you know about my YouTube channel, but we're not going to speak about it. Right. It's just like this thing, I guess. Of, I well, you know. kind of have control of it on that end, right? I mean, you're yeah, not going to yeah. go right in front of someone. Like you can be like, oh, I didn't exactly. like that take or whatever. I could re- reshoot it. Totally. I think I'm sure that's what it was. It was just kind of like <laughs> maintaining some kind of sense of control because I could show you and you could be like, that sucks, you know? What I mean? <laughs> right. So um, I don't know. I think it was just sort of like my safe space. <laughs> sure. Yeah. When when you you won that, con- you won a contest, right? To open up for Taylor Swift? I did. I did. Was that's- that kind of the first big uh, milestone for you? Oh, for sure. I mean, I was like 15, 16. 15 at that point and I was yeah I mean that was like the biggest thing that had ever happened to me ever 
Um, that, was that like through a contest? Like, how did that even? Yeah, so it was so it was an online contest. And uh, basically, she was doing this thing. She partnered up with a brand on yeah. her tour for her Asian leg that she would like find like the contest winner per each country would open for her. It was like yeah, so awesome. Search for Taylor Swift's like opening act in Asia. Um, so somehow I just like my mom sent me a like a flyer about it, like that she had heard through like some of the other moms, I guess. Uh -huh. And she was like, oh, my gosh, this thing is going. And I straight up was like, mother, this is a hoax. Like you can't just, like, <laughs> buy into everything that you read. And she was like, no, no, it's real. So I checked it out and I was like, oh, my God, this is real. Um, so I like didn't think anything of it. I just turned on the camera because I had my I had had my YouTube channel at that point. So I had this set up mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm just going to like try it because like this is my thing. But I'm like I'm zero expectations. And somehow I got an email and was like, cool. Like, yeah, you're you made it to like the top five. Uh you know, send us another video singing one of her songs. And I was like, oh, oh you had to do her song. You didn't, you didn't yeah, do your own. Yeah. Okay. It, it was like two rounds of online, like, you of know, her. What, of, what of songs her did you? Show. I'm a huge, I'm a massive, I have a massive Taylor Swift thing right here that you can't. That's incredible. No, I'm really a Swifty too. Uh, I, yeah. what did I cover? I think it was, it, it had to be a red song, I think. Okay. And I did 22 and maybe like, stay 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 or something like that i yeah, definitely okay. did 22 for sure okay um and it was great and then finally the last round was like like the top five and there was like a real panel of judges it was like an in-person thing and then somehow i just I, and you I, did another and you had to do a taylor swift song at the no that actually well. that oh. one that one you could sing any song so oh, okay I, um I sang Gone, Gone, Gone by Philip Phillips. Do you know? That? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was on American <laughs> Idol. I remember that. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> I, I, actually got, I heard that song when I saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That was part of the soundtrack. Oh, really? I really like this song. Um, I feel like it could be a vibe. So, yeah, I just sort of like did it with a little band. And yeah. But when you get selected, were, were they expecting you to have your own songs? Like, it's interesting that they would have went the way of, OK, cover Taylor Swift songs and then. Yeah, cover I don't know. another song. And then it's like, now you get to open for her, and then you're just like, OK, now what? Like, yeah, they, exactly. they, you know, it was no, it was definitely like a, it was a funny, like a really interesting process. Um, And then, you know, at the end, they actually assign you like a winner song, very similar to like American Idol. Oh, you know how okay. like that? The final two. Yeah, they give like, them a song that was written by somebody else. Yeah, here's your single or whatever. Exactly, maybe. exactly. So they, I think they like definitely just kind of like ripped off that 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 structure <laughs> and was like, um, yeah, here's your song. I didn't get to write it or anything. And they, I had expressed like, you know, I was like, you know, guys, like, I have songs. Like, I wrote right wrote my songs, you know, and um, they're like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But this song uh, is, you know, this is the one that you're going to sing. This is the hit. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, cool. Uh, and then I sang that with along with like two other Indonesian songs because, you know, it was in Indonesia. Yeah. yeah. And so you were you said you're 15 when you won this contest. Obviously, validation as far as like, yeah. <laughs> you know, your, your musical ability. And For with sure. or I'm just curious about that song that they gave you. Was that something that you ever released or you ever played again? Or is it just like, OK, that was cool. Uh, yeah, I never played it again. It did get released. Um, but yeah, I've, I've never, 
I've never played it again. It was in Indonesian and oh, uh, it was in Indonesian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It was like that. It was like that, you know, like how in K-pop sometimes they have like bits and pieces of English, but uh-huh. like generally it's in Korean. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay. That <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, that was a really funny, like very, very cool experience. I say funny just because like I was 15 and so clueless and just like, yeah, and you're playing with like the uh, yeah, biggest artist ever. It, it was I mean. like, <laughs> like it's something that you would write for like a show or like a movie. Or <laughs> right. It feels not real. Anytime I tell that story, that's why it's funny to me. That's funny. Um, um, but yeah, so then from obviously from there, you were then I would imagine known by everyone as oh, you know, Nikki's a good songwriter and everything else. Do you take that and continue? then now showing people you probably have more confidence like oh yeah he's some songs i wrote are you playing locally and then how do you then decide to go to nashville totally i would say that after that you know i had like three years that was like the freshman year of high school um okay and so yeah i like for the through the rest of high school i just sort of uh that that experience kind of like catapulted my my or catalyzed sorry that's the word Mm -hmm. catalyzed my youtube channel um, okay, so you're getting more of, people there. Uh, yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah. So I had it, but it was like my little bubble that like no, I had like you know 40 subscribers or whatever. And then after that, people kind of started flocking to my channel and like wanted to know, oh, who's this girl that like opened for Taylor? And then that was kind of like when I started putting out my original songs because up to that point, I had only done covers on my YouTube channel. And then yeah, Is and that's scary. I mean, now you have this audience totally. of people and you're used to doing covers. It's like, okay, now I'm going to go with an original. It's like the people that blow up on TikTok with a cover or something. And then totally knows a hundred percent. So daunting. In fact, like, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of that video, I like did like a three minute. Hey guys. So like, I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? A long explanation. Yeah. Like a long, just like way too long. Um, Cause I was just so nervous about it. Uh, but yeah, I did it. And like, I think people were, people were into it and people were just yeah. like, wow. Like, you know, like show us more. And then I think after that, um, yeah, I kind of just kept putting up uh, more original songs and then like six of them ended up making it on my last record. So. Wow. Oh, oh on the the most recent album. Yeah, yeah, I didn't on- read that. You kind of like re went back. I didn't know yeah. if you actually used some of the old songs. Oh, that's no, really fascinating. Yeah. yeah okay. Really cool. Um. Now. Yeah. I want to talk to you about that for sure. Well, okay. Yeah. So, We'll 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 speed up to that because that's really interesting. So totally. you go to Nashville. What makes you decide on Nashville? Was it the Taylor Swift thing, or no, was it? Well, no, not I at mean all. that was a nice little like cherry on top. That, okay, you know, but uh, no, it was definitely just like I I had a scholarship and um I was able to like be a music major and still have a scholarship. So it was sort of like all the stars aligned, and I was just Got sort it. of like, yeah, let's let's go there. And also, I thought I didn't know I had very little context of like. America other than right. what I saw on TV, right? Like LA so, and New York probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um I just, you know, people were telling me like, "Oh, Nashville is otherwise known as Music City." And you know, it's like, sure, there's music in LA, but there's also really good music in Nashville. And I was like, "Okay, cool." So I didn't really think twice about it and was like, "Yeah, I'll go where I ha- feel like I have the greatest chance of like succeeding in whatever it is I do, whether it is school or like music somehow." Uh-huh. So. Yeah, so then you come you come out to the stage, you go to you Lipscomb University. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 that's yeah. What I saw. Green Hill. Which, 
Yeah, Green beautiful <laughs> location. I mean, wow. totally. It's like so close to 12 South. Like the first thing that I did was like when I landed was my friend sort of like took me to Jenny's. Oh, yeah. yeah ice yeah. cream. Yeah. 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 So good. Pretty, There's really always good. like the longest line there and they have yeah, like multiple yeah. locations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really great. That, that's awesome. Okay. So, yeah, you go there and um, yeah. how quickly do you like? I mean, you moved to LA. So, what took you out of the school? Did you start getting some? Yeah. Like, did you so, have another big moment that was like, oh, I, there's no reason to continue with this. Yeah. So, I basically, you know, like I did the YouTube thing for many years. And then mm -hmm. um, it was that was mostly kind of skewing in the, in the like indie folk vibe, sort of like, cause I was always, it was always me and my acoustic guitar. And I just sort of like, that was all I knew. Like, that was basically the way I knew how to write. Until mm -hmm. I discovered production because, you know, I started recording my vocal and guitar into like garage band mm -hmm. and then I like clicked a button and like this sound library popped up of like samples. And I was like, oh, this is how people get their songs to sound like songs. Um, and then that was when I started getting into production. So I started actually like doing more like sort of like R&B leaning music. Mm -hmm. Because I also grew up with that um, my, since, you know, my mom grew up in church and that was kind of what she liked to listen to. So I tried that because uh, I thought like, oh, this is this would make sense with like my newfound love of production. And then one of those demos basically got to um, Sean, who is the CEO of 80 Rising, my label and also mm -hmm. my manager. And he set up a Skype call. This was like the summer before college. And um yeah, we spoke on the phone. He's like, hey, I'm starting this label. Like, I really like that demo that you did. Um, you know, would you want us to like help you kind of put it out? And so basically the first single came out the summer before college um, as Nikki. Oh, wow. And so you hadn't even got to Nashville. yet? No, not yet. Yeah, yeah. So I had put that out, but I had like very low like expectations for it. You know what I mean? Because it's just like I'm about to embark on this like academic journey. Like I'm going to put out a single just for kicks. And then it like kind of did well <laughs> um, to, you know, it, to my delight, obviously. Um, so then that obviously like set off this whole kind of like existential crisis of like, oh, what do I do in my life? Like this, if this kind of like took off, what does that mean? Do mm -hmm. I drop out? So I would say like, I was, I, to say the least, like I was very distracted during college because <laughs> it was just, you know, like I had this um, kind well, of the like- music budding. was working for yeah, you. Yeah, like this career was sort of like budding, you know what I mean? And yeah. I had this thing kind of working. And so it basically took a full- like it took two semesters for me to realize like, okay, I'm just not going to like do this. Cause yeah, I was, if you're pursuing music, right. You were at the school. Yeah. Like exactly. So I was at, it was sort of this like journey of, I was in school, but I was also constantly not in school because I was in LA. So I would do oh, okay. the thing of, like literally every weekend I would go to LA and just record. And then um, throughout like call like while I was in college, I think we put out two or two more singles or something like that. And so things were really picking up and then I was doing shows and then, yeah, it was, it was this, this crazy thing. And then I just sort of like called my dad and that was like the really, that was the worst part of it. I would say it was just being like, Hey dad, um, I'm going to pursue music like for real. And I'm going to be dropping out of college. And he was just like, so very confused and like not down at all. 
Um, and he I bet. I mean, yeah, I know. I I bet that's a big thing that you're coming here to America and they're like, we need you want to get we have to get yeah. education. Exactly. The blah, blah, blah. Totally. Like, yeah, I'm doing the music thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They definitely had a very clear idea of like, OK, you're going to America for this purpose and not to like mess around and potentially, you know, like just destroy your life or whatever. Right. I guess they genuinely was like, you know, they they just wanted the best for me. And I, you know, yeah, of course. I called. I called my dad and he was so confused and he was like, look, I don't get it, but, um, you know, come home for Christmas and we'll, we'll talk about it. I guess I just, I would, I want you to prove me wrong, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it definitely, it was like a very slow burn with my, with my dad specifically. And then eventually he sort of like turned the corner and was like, okay, you're playing a show. Very cool. Um, and then it just, yeah, it started very small. It was like a little flyer that I sent him. I was like, dad, this is like my first show in the States. Um, and he was where like, where oh. was it at? Do you remember? It was my very first show, I think, was the Warfield in San Francisco. Oh, no way. Crazy jump. But just I was the Warfield's like just the Warfield. Know, thousands of people could fit in there. That's a beautiful venue. Well. It is. It was. Uh, but I, I, I was opening. So um, who'd you get to open for? It was, I think it was the, it was 88 Rising's like first little group, like run. Uh, Like tour? Yeah, it was like a tour. It was a mini tour of like all the artists. At that point, it was so small, like the label that like the entire roster was able to perform. Yeah. And I was, I was at the very like bottom of the bill and I like opened and it, it was great. It was a really great experience, but I sent him that flyer and he was like, okay, I don't know what this means, but it looks very official. So like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And then eventually it, you know, turned into like interviews that I could send him. And then it was like slow, like yeah, he's slow watching then, this work for you. He's watching this work exactly before his very eyes. And then he was sort of like, okay, cool. And then I That's think cool. it really clicked for him when he attended the first like head in the clouds or the second head in the clouds in LA. And he brought my whole family, my stepmom, my brothers. And he was just kind of like, huh? So that, cause he came to a rehearsal too. And he was like, Oh, this is like a real thing. Like, this is not just you getting up there with a mic. You know what I mean? And so yeah. he kind of got the full picture at that point. And he, at that point he was like super supportive. So saying, that must've been such a special moment for him to see that. Oh, totally. Totally. And yeah, now I think, you know, like I have the complete support of my family and it's, it just makes this journey like all the more, like all the sweeter, you know? Sure. Wow. Yeah. yeah Cause you put the uh, Zephyr was the first full album you put out. Yes. Yes. Um, and that was, were those some of the songs that you were writing when you were taking those trips from Nashville or was that later yeah. down the line? Okay. So Zephyr, I would say a lot of that was, uh, actually, no, I was, I think Zephyr, like I had written some in college, but then like, I basically, there was this period where I had to like move, I had to leave the States, you know, move back to Indonesia and then like get the right visa and then reapply when I, yeah yeah exactly and then they when make I, it such a nightmare here i swear yeah it was, <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> very hard and stressful but you know thankfully like thank god it all worked out and when i came back was sort of like when we started to like kick off with zephyr okay yeah. and what and so the the new album or the most recent album you put out was all you said a lot of it was songs that you had written back you said yeah early so, youtube channel like so what makes you decide like i'm gonna go back and revisit some of these songs 
Like that's yeah. just such a cool concept. I know that my my arc has been very strange and just wild in my opinion. But like I, you know, as I was as I mentioned, I started Nikki to be honest, like on a whim, right? With like mm-hmm. very zero, like very low expectations. And I was going venturing into like a very different musical uh style compared to like what I had been putting out on YouTube. I think mostly because you know, you graduate high school and you're like, you're, you're, you're angsty and you want to rebrand, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, this is the new me. I'm about to go to college. And so that's kind of genuinely the place that it started in was just sort of like, I wanted to try different things. Um, And then I think like, it was at the end of my first debut album, Moonchild. So that was after Zephyr and an EP Mm -hmm. Moonchild. Yeah. Um, I real like I started watch during the pandemic actually. I sort of like I had privated a lot all those videos on YouTube and I was just going through this like rabbit hole of just like all my old songs and all my old videos and I was like why did I stop making music like this? This was like where my heart clearly my heart was here, you know, at this place mm-hmm. at some point and it really did like um sort of like set off my journey towards like all of this and yeah I just I I just had this like it dawned on me that I was like I really miss playing the guitar I really miss making music like this and I also still really resonate with a lot of these songs that I wrote when I was like 15 16 um 17 and so then I just it sort of like hit me especially in light of like Taylor's uh Ta- like she her re-records of everything oh yeah, yeah. her taylor's version yeah, at that yeah. Point, all too well had just came out like all too well the 10 minute version had just come out and that was so, so good yeah, <laughs> yeah. So great. and it that was just snl so- performance of it is like one of the best things i think i've ever seen them do. oh totally totally and it was just so inspiring to me that she did that and just like took ownership of like you know, her younger self and like her own her artistry and her own songs and that was just really empowering to me and so i was like this crazy kooky idea of like, <laughs> hey, like, what if I just re-recorded this for myself? You know what I mean? Um, and I had like no thoughts of it becoming an album. And then eventually I was like, I like I actually asked for a studio day. Like, you know, I hit up Ollie, my manager or my day to day was like, hey, can you book me a studio day? Didn't tell anybody what for. And that was when I sort of like knocked it all out or just sort of like the vocals, I guess. And that kind of catalyzed that journey of like, okay, I guess and this kind of cool. We should. Yeah, were those all old songs in the ones that are on this album? Those like half, okay. half the back half is all old songs, and the the front half is like uh, archived songs or you know songs about that era. Nicole, like that record was definitely like you know rooted in my high school years, sub, sort of about like your whirlwind teenage first love that ends up in flames and it's very lovelorn and young. And that was kind of what that record was about. Yeah. So listening to those songs is that what kind of puts you back in the headspace? Like, Oh, I, sh- I want to yeah, exactly. kind of write to exactly. Kate or like compliment these other songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was, it was really cool. Cause I feel like the first half definitely feels a little different than this. Like it all feels very cohesive to me, sure. but like, the first half was, I think a little bit more, uh, you know, like retrospective. And like, I think the second half was when I was like in it, in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so, that 
I think that record definitely like was a pivot in my general style, but like, honestly, I'm so very proud of it. And it's, it's definitely like still probably one of my favorite things that I've put out. It's an amazing album. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I really like it. And like I said, listening to it within the, the, the frame of the live album that you did, like hearing those songs right. come up is right. it's really cool. How it was all kind of put together with the older songs and the, hey, all, it, yeah, it works. With uh, the Moonchild album, you put that on 2020. Was that before or after the pandemic? During. Oh, it was during. Yeah. So that one was really rough just in terms of like, you know, like the state of the world that it, you know, that right. would happen. The state of the world and just kind of like that, w- that was rough and sort of like I didn't get to tour it because, you know, like the pandemic. And so we did this like online Moonchild experience, which was really really cool i really still one of my you know like very proud of that um thing it was basically this like live like a visual way to experience the record like that you could watch essentially and listen to like the music. clips like uh, did you put it was like, like did this you edit long, it together it was this long form piece of like um it, it basically felt like a play like that's the best oh, way. Wow. it was like a it was like very theatrical and i had like dancers and set design and it was this whole thing um so yeah it was sort of like the the visual piece to the album um wow. and sort of like i guess i saw that i i sort of took it as like in lieu of a tour like right here's yes. something for you guys you know what i mean because we can't we couldn't tour at that point um so yeah, no, Moonchild was definitely, it was my debut album. It was me figuring out my sound and what I liked. And um, yeah, that, I, I call that sort of like my exploratory, ex- exploration record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And with, but I know you do that, you put out this, this rad visualizer with it. And was it during the pandemic, then you were able to kind of sift through those old videos and got yeah, exactly. inspiration, so, gotcha. So right after that, you know, cause I wasn't like, my mind wasn't really occupied with like, tour you know what i mean right after a record you're like yeah these are this is what we're doing this is the plan but after that it was just sort of this like kind of like die down of like yeah like like, well now what you know what i mean um so i think at that point was when i started to really like put my head down and just like think about okay i just put on my first album during like a worldwide pandemic what do I do now? What are my next steps? It, it was actually also sort of like very liberating and freeing in some way. Cause I was like, I could actually go any way now. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. like the world was unpredictable. Who's to say that I could ever tour again. Like, so it was just sort of this like very freeing time. A reset almost. Yeah. It was like a reset. And, and I felt um, liberated to do that because, and empowered to do that because of how uncertain times were you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah no yeah 100 percent. yeah um and since then i mean as far as new music goes i mean you've done the the live at the wiltern album yeah. you the uh, tiny desk concert which is awesome as well thank you and i saw you played coachella which is a, i mean i from san diego i've been a bunch of times and right. that must have been <laughs> a vibe there just hearing yeah. your wiltern uh album i can't imagine seeing it on that stage but um right. Are you working constantly working on new songs or like what yeah. do you have coming up? Yeah. So, you know, like I I really feel like after putting out Nicole, um, so much, so much has happened in my career. Like it's really hard to even like list them off. Um, just so many dreams have 
come to fruition. And it's just been really, really cool. Now, I think, you know, after having done, because last year was technically like my first ever headline tour Mm -hmm. uh, where I wasn't opening for anyone. It was just like my thing. And I think that kind of, and doing the Live at the Wiltern album too, after listening back, it sort of just like made me, it, um, it kind of like redefined how I like to write now. Cause I'm just sort of like, Oh, now I'm thinking about, Oh, it'd be really cool if there were drum hits like right here for when I play it live. You know what I mean? So I think there's this whole way that like live shows contextualize your music in like a, in an, in a really interesting way. And so now I'm just sort of like writing. Yeah. Now I'm just sort of like loosely, um, coming up with my next thing. And, Mm -hmm. uh, with the with with the you know like think whilst thinking about sort of like okay how would this transpire live and so um yeah just yeah I'm, that I'm must writing. be a new th- yeah new thought than maybe than before instead yeah. of writing like for will this work in a live setting exactly just, i'm just gonna write these songs but now it's like okay i could think about it this way because exactly have the, the road experience exactly yeah um you know because <laughs> now i know that some songs are very difficult to sing while moving around like a stage and i was like oh didn't think about that um so you know now it's just uh yeah i feel like i'm being sort i'm just there's a lot of like growing pains and just like navigating and all this stuff which is really you know it's hard sometimes but it's also makes this whole thing so very exciting i love it i love what you're doing uh you have some obviously more shows coming up with your headline thing and then you're doing Lollapalooza which I saw which is a massive yeah, yeah first ever Lala very exciting very very cool well thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to do this and hang out I appreciate it Nikki. Thank yeah you so thanks no thank you for having me it's been a pleasure this I do a fun combo <laughs> awesome I do have one more quick one for me yes uh, if you have any advice for aspiring artists um honestly just one just like do it and even if you're scared just do it scared you know um i think also just like it's really important that you don't try to be somebody else because i think like that's where um it gets really tough and it you know what i mean i think it's really important that you just kind of um if you believe in it then others will too. It's it's sort of like infectious. You know what I mean? When if you're passionate about your song or your art or your craft, like people can really feel that. And and then when it starts to feel really like calculated and contrived, people can feel that too. So I think just do it and like do it as authentically as you can be. Or yeah, as you can. <laughs> <laughs>